and welcome to another episode of the Women X Film Festival podcast. In today's episode, we'll be chatting to festival director Karis Rianne, who will be giving us an exclusive insight into the inner workings of running a film festival. We'll get started and jump straight in and start from the very beginning. So Karis, tell us why you set a film festival up. You know what? It wasn't actually meant to be a film festival. It was meant to be a conference, which sounds super boring, but it was meant to be bringing people, bringing women and non-binary filmmakers together to network and to upskill and to share like best practice in the North as well. Because I'd been living in the North for 18 months at that point. And I was like, the networking is so male dominated. It's like, I actually think we should do this as funny marketing. Like picture this, you walk into a room, it's full of men. You feel nervous, you feel scared. Best night ever. That's what networking is. Um, So I wanted to create like something more fun and more accessible and that you'd walk away from actually be like, that was a really good time. I'm glad I actually went there rather than like, oh, well, I guess I met someone. So it was going to be a conference. Then we were like, we, we want to show films as well. But I kept saying like, I don't want to make a festival. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. For years, I'd wanted to do a festival. Like I wanted to do a festival in my hometown in Harlow. And then I was like, do I do a festival in Darlington, like a Darlington film festival? But I remember reading like a guide that I think the BFI put together on how to make a film festival. You can still find it now on Google. It's very old fashioned. And it just terrified me. because I was like, this looks like too much work and I don't want to do this. So it kind of just fell together really about making it a film festival because we started planning this like back in November 2019 Um, and it just kind of evolved and evolved and evolved so yeah setting one up it was just kind of like to we wanted to bring women in film together and then we were like oh do a film festival as well (laughs) that makes sense oh well we'll just I guess we'll just go for it in the end (laughs) yeah we'll just go for it see what happens and here we are and I guess (laughs) most importantly how did you go about setting it up like what were the first steps well this was the thing because we had never done it before we'd done loads of events before and I'd been at a film festival as a filmmaker I'd worked at film festivals I'd gone to I'd been at film festivals in every single capacity so we kind of like well we have to find a venue we need to find a venue where we can screen films and still hold that kind of conference in networking element that we want to do we need to open submissions. So we created our Film Freeway account. I've been using Film Freeway for years. So I knew the kind of filmmaking element of it, but we opened up the submissions and just thought, right, we'll keep it really cheap and accessible because that was one of the biggest things that irked me as a filmmaker is that some film festivals will charge ridiculous amounts for short films. Like Mm. to make a short film is an incredible achievement in itself because there's not a lot of funding for it. Um, And then you've got to slap on all these additional fees to actually get it into film festivals. So yeah, we opened submissions of Film Freeway and just thought, we'll just see what happens. Like we'll we'll market it and we'll obviously tell people that we're here. It was all very much a way of like, let's see if people want this. Like we know we do. We know we really want to make something that's different and and accessible for filmmakers. Because I kind of thought like, I wrote, I think I wrote down all my bad experiences at film festivals not just going to them but like the communication the emails like I'd got into film festivals in the past and I'd just be like hi what day is my film showing and it'd be like what are you asking that for and look it'd be the simplest question but it would just like some festivals are just such gatekeepers with with information that's so you know simple like that because you gotta think 
there's international film festivals and international filmmakers get into them and not everyone can attend them. Like my first film festival was in Florida. I couldn't go. Yeah. Um, but they were really great at telling me everything that was going on and like the, the crowd reaction, and like what time it was showing. But then I got into another film festival in New York and I couldn't find out anything. I sent through a disc and I was just like, hi, did you get my DVD? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. I'm like, did it work? Two days later, hi, just chasing up that the film works. Like, it was silly. Like, so I wrote down all this stuff and I was like, we are not going to be any of this, any of this. Yeah. We are going to be fresh and new. We are going to be open communication. We are going to be providing like a whole round experience for filmmakers. So we had like our top goals of what we didn't want to be, what we wanted to be and why we were doing it. And it was still that kind of, we are supporting women in film. We were supporting non-binary filmmakers as well because there's not a lot of space for them in the film festival exactly, world either. Yeah. And we planned some workshops that we could do ourselves at the festival. And we just kept saying it was a fluke <laughs> um, when we first set it up. But yeah, it was just kind of, it was getting that kind of mission statement together, I think. It wasn't just like, we're going to do a film festival and we're going to be the mm-hmm. best film festival in the world. It was, we're going to create this film festival for these reasons that are very important to us. And we've always stuck by that, even to this even to this day. And I'm sure we will in many festivals to come. Yeah, I think that's something that's really apparent about Women X is that we have a real purpose that we're always working towards. Yeah, it's never about like the glam and the money, which would be silly if it was because you don't make any money from film festivals. Exactly. And it's not very glamorous either most (laughs) of the time. (laughs) And like you said, you started planning Women X in November 2019. So this means that we're going into our third year of the festival but what's different this year compared to our previous years? Personally, for me, I've had a baby. So that's the big difference, yeah. <laughs> that's the big difference. Uh, last year, I was pregnant at the festival. I mean, the first year of pandemic, second year, I was pregnant, third year, I'm a mum. Just love, love, these, <laughs> love giving myself an extra challenge, you know. You love a challenge, yeah. I love a challenge. So that's been difficult because my working hours have been cut down drastically Mm -hmm. and I think just as well like communication like my mum brain just can't can't hack it a lot of the time um so it's been difficult for me with that professionally I felt that we needed to go bigger as a festival in its third year but at the same time I didn't want to overdo it I never wanted to uh, what's the word there's like a saying I never wanted to like go beyond our means. Like mm-hmm. I never wanted to get get more bigger than we had to be or that we could be because we still volunteer run film festival as well. So the amount of working hours behind this festival is different to like huge, big mainstream ones as it, as it will mm-hmm. be. But yeah, I really wanted to find a venue that worked for us this year. Last year we had a really great venue, but we just didn't have that kind of working relationship with them where we could really, like, we had a common goal. This year, mm-hmm. I really wanted a venue that was more a, a, kind of a, aligned with our values and aligned with what yeah. we wanted to achieve. And was also a bit more central for travel and things like that as well. Obviously, I wanted more money this year um, <laughs> for funding. And I think the difference from this year to last year is that I really pushed this year harder for more funding Mm -hmm. for the team and for the facilities we were using um, and worked my arse off for it, I'm going to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, and you you get knocked back and it's so difficult because you have to just dust yourself up and go again. Um, And I I compare festivals a lot to football 
And it's literally like, right, this is my league. I've got a league of games to play. I'm going to win some. I'm going to lose some. I'm going to fight at some matches. Maybe maybe that's not really what you're meant to do at football. Is. <laughs> I mean, um, I know nothing about football, so you could be fighting at matches. I wouldn't know. You could be fighting at matches. But yeah, just getting knocked back and getting up again and again and again and just trying to remind yourself like, okay, they didn't want us, but someone else will. Okay, they didn't think we were good enough, but someone else will. So yeah, that's 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 what's been different to last year, definitely. Yeah. And we've touched on this a little bit. Um, but what's the hardest part about running a film festival? I mean, we're nothing but real here at Women X and Rian Pictures. So let's talk about the difficult things. Sure. I think at some points I'd say the criticism, but I just find the criticism boring. Like Yeah, absolutely. I just find it boring. Like we did, we were in a newspaper recently and there was like comments and I was like, oh, if we get any funny comments, we could like make it a market into this. But the comments mm. were just boring. Like the criticism's always the same. Like it's never different. Yeah. It's always the same. It's always, oh, I don't, I don't care about gender. I just care about if the films, the film's good. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, but like you have to, again, I'm going to liken it to football again. Right? <laughs> because... <laughs> you have like you have like good footballers but they're in underrepresented communities you're never mm-hmm. going to get to see that talent unless you give them an even playing field exactly and that's exactly what it's like for women filmmakers you don't get to see their talent because they're hidden away um because they're not selected for the big film mm-hmm. festivals they're not given the funding like it's a grassroots problem like we don't give funding to enough women and non-binary filmmakers to then see mm-hmm. them progress on to big blockbusters high-end tv um you know your bbc's your channel fours your itvs so that's like the boring part of criticism and it's just always the same like what about the men and like men are more than welcome to submit to women x like hire a woman producer work with a female writer work with a female director like it's not cutting it off it's stopping those boy clubs from happening where you just hire your mates and don't care about anything else. So something that has grown along with the festival in the years um, is the team behind it. So can you talk a little bit about how you go about creating a festival team? Yeah, it's really strange. So I was thinking about this the other day when we first put it together and we were coming up with the name Women X, which basically the X is for like miscellaneous because we didn't really know what the event was going to be. And it was literally just me, Ashton and Sophie. Like Courtney and Lauren were like in the background and like mm-hmm. Neha did the podcast. So there was there was there was six of us. And now there's like 26 of us. Crazy. Which is crazy. But I never, never thought it was gonna be that way. I never thought, oh, we, we need 26 people to do this event. Mm-hmm. It was because we we thought we were gonna get like we I remember we thought we were gonna get 50 films. And we mm-hmm. could choose like 10. And the first year, I think we got 250 or something. Wow. So I was like, wow, okay, we need more people to watch these films. <laughs> um, but it was just, we just put out, I didn't really know the structure. Like from working at film festivals myself, I knew that you had like set roles and set responsibilities. But a lot of that comes from your team developing and like you want to progress your team. So a lot of people who come in as like junior programmers, they work their way up to the top to become like senior programmers and then head of programming, producers, like you know there's so many different responsibilities and big festivals they have so many different departments for like different events and stuff and we yeah. weren't at that level that like we were just a one-day event happening in the north 
we didn't need like a massive team to articulate it together. So I remember I just put a post out on social media like, oh, we need some more volunteers. And it was to help out with general stuff like emails, putting together some marketing. I think a lot of it was just like comms, like just getting back Mm -hmm. to people and things like that. We didn't really have like a load of partners or anything. So it was, you know, venue management. We didn't really need a lot of people involved in that because we also went online that year too because of the pandemic. Um, so I put out this post and I thought, we'll get maybe a few people come back to us. I think we had like 20 applications. Oh my goodness, like, really? Yeah, 20 applications. And I was like, oh God. And I thought, well, this is fine because like half of them won't be like what we're looking for. Yeah. And like then another half won't like want to do it or like and there's always people that don't come back to you yeah no we I think we hired like 14 people like then that week oh my um, god many of which were still here I think yourself yeah. included definitely um, yeah and yeah and then you just feel like right we've got these people like that's you know we can all share responsibility we can all we'll all do this together and really work hard on this and then the festival was over and I was like, well, you know, that the festival's over, you know, we're, we're hoping to come back next year. We've got yeah. lots of other stuff. Like, let me know if you guys want to stay on. And I was fully expecting like 10 out of 14 to just be like, okay, thank you very much for mm-hmm. you, you know, the opportunity um, later on kind of thing. And I think everyone stayed. Yeah. So that was really, and then more people got in touch. So like people that attended the festival, people who had heard of the festival were like, I really want to work with you. Um, do you have any like spaces open? And like, I'm never one to turn down help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be a long time to get to that point. Because so I was always like, oh, I'll just do it myself. And I still do that to this day about certain things and like get told mm-hmm. off by the team, which is very rightfully so. Um, but yeah, so after the first year I was like right who is good at what who has the talent to do certain things but also for me even though it's just volunteering that some people may say I like to be open with my team and I like to say to them like what do you want to achieve this year like if you could do anything within reason at Rian Pictures I can't support you to be a brain scientist you know (laughs) if you could do anything if you wanted to do something what would it be and that gives me the opportunity to work with that person to develop them into into that role and know what skills they need from me, what support they need from me, and also to give them a chance as well. Like they might be absolutely rubbish at it, but at least they can say, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I tried out programming and I really didn't like it, and now I do marketing." Or yeah. I tried out podcast editing and I really got bored, and now I'm really good at marketing. So it's that kind of element. And then with the third year, we have done this twice, and we're like, right, mm-hmm. we know where we need more resource. We know where we need to. Um, we know you know we need team leaders we need people that are responsible for certain tasks we know there's technical skills that we need people to really hone in on um like video editing or you know communication some people are really good at communicating some people are really good at writing copy some people are really good at marketing design so it was kind of knowing what roles we needed for the festival and then matching who we had and then being right right now we need to go out there and say look this is what we're looking for is anyone interested mm-hmm. um but yeah, each time, and we're very fortunate, we put out a post to say about volunteering. We always get a lot of applications. I think the last yeah. time we did it, which was back in March, I mm-hmm. think we got 17 applications again. And we had to turn people down because, yeah. I, you know, we for me, it's 
it's there's a lot of bad name out there about volunteering and I think it's mm-hmm. because it's a lot of the time you do get people who exploit it unfortunately yeah and um, they don't understand you know that you know it's an element of people's working lives a lot of people have full-time jobs but I think there's a big misunderstanding of it as well like for working class people who want to break into the film industry this is our first gig you know Absolutely. I my first role was volunteering for a film festival that's how I broke yeah. into the industry me too there you go and we you know we come from backgrounds where you know our parents aren't in the industry only anyone in our families is in the industry and it was doing that alongside a full-time job and like Mm. I've been exploited as a volunteer like I've been like told you're gonna work four hours and then it's like oh actually can you stay on for another two yeah can you stay on for another two can you stay on for another three and I remember the first time I said no and the person like didn't give me any shifts that week oh my god yeah like they didn't give you any shifts that week but then I look back and I'm like no I'm, I'm glad I said no I was ready to move on from that and I did yeah. and that's when I stopped volunteering at that particular event and yeah I'm glad I said no but that was from you know being exploited so I always have it in my mind because I've been a volunteer and I've been a, I've been a volunteer for a good company I've been a volunteer for a bad company I know how to manage that and I know how to create a good team atmosphere which mm-hmm. is really important um, so building that festival team when you're on no money because that's the thing I'm very open about that too I share the budgets with all the team like this is yeah. the budget we have this is the funding we have this is what we need to pay out and the, I think the honesty helps the honesty Definitely. helps and there's no like secret like squirreling away funds I can go run away to Italy for a <laughs> luxury holiday it's it's very we're very open on about you know what everyone's doing everyone from yeah, the bottom yeah. to the top is a volunteer and we we do the best we can with what we have and that's what's important and it's just being creating a good atmosphere because that's another thing on that list I made of like mm-hmm. as a filmmaker what I didn't like about festivals I also did that as a as an employee at a fe- film festival as well like the long hours the, sh- the, sh- the silly meetings the 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 hospitality as well I mean I don't know if you get this but like the amount of Ponzi parties at film festivals oh my god yeah <laughs> Like, like gin and tonic evenings are like it's a massive amounts of money being thrown at like just people standing around with a gin and tonic I know <laughs> that's not women x it's just not us it's not for are you us. telling me we're not doing that this year unfortunately not I, I did get in trouble when I worked at that event because I didn't know how to make a gin and tonic so I was doing half gin half tonic oh my god I bet you were people's favorite bartender there I was I was. They were like, wow, we went to the gym really quickly. And I was like, I know. <laughs> so I had to run to the, I remember running to Tesco on Piccadilly Circus um, and get having to quickly buy some bottles of gin. And because I was so young looking, I didn't have my ID. So I'd yeah. run back and then run back in. Yeah, it was it was a whole, whole thing. But yeah, I think the thing with a festival team is, I mean, I still don't know how people don't just turn up and then leave afterwards um I always laugh when I I I think I always send an email out after a festival like hi guys the festival's now over we've wrapped Mm -hmm. up like if anyone no longer wants to you know volunteer and they'd like to move on to new things well you know it's absolutely fine just let me know and then like everyone wants to stay I'm like for god's sake now I've got (laughs) find assignments and now I have to do another festival because you will want to do it so no, it's a good problem to have. But this year was funny because this year was the first year that I headhunted people. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah. So uh, one, another thing is, I think you should keep festivals fresh with new people. Yeah. Otherwise you have the same programmers, the same team, and you can't make room for other people, you know, like, you know, there's no point of me being like a supporter for women in film if I just gatekeep this table and don't let anyone else in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I headhunted people this year and I felt like a, I don't know, I felt like, um, you know, them like American movies where they all have the caps on Yeah. and they like go around scouting for football coaches, football players. <laughs> That was me with like my little women X pink cap on. And I was just like, yeah, so I heard you're really good at programming. Do you want to come program for us? Or like, I heard you're really good at like this. Do you want to come do this? And I felt so weird and so like not myself, but it worked. Yeah. And it's so important to be able to like offer those opportunities to people out there and like prove to people that what they're doing you know, themselves in the industry is paying off because look, like they've been able to get headhunted by someone else. Like yeah. it's worth putting in the effort and, and doing the work that you're doing, even if sometimes it it feels a little bit like shouting into the void when you're a woman in film. Um, but this goes to show that things pay off. Yeah, you've got caught my attention. I'm yeah. Ready. Yeah, definitely. And I guess to co- sort of like continue this air of positivity and sort of like wrap up um this discussion on women x what part of the film festival and you know all the planning that goes behind it what part of it do you enjoy the most i've been thinking about this recently um <laughs> when the when the days are really bad and the, the hours are yeah. really long i love seeing the filmmakers do their q a's after the film screenings me too i just love it because i just think you wouldn't be here right now if we hadn't put this event together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, making a short film, it's a labour of love. You never really get paid for it. And mm-hmm. you, you don't really make a lot of money from short films if you do make anything at all. And these are the kind of things that you do it for. You go to these events, these festivals to to meet connections, to, to be celebrated for your work and hopefully move on to another project. Mm-hmm. But I just love standing at the back of the cinema and watching the filmmakers have their Q&As um, mm. and hearing more about it and, you know, hearing the funny stories and hearing how they got turned down for funding and despite everything, they still made their vision. Yeah. Um, and it's a double thing for me because that was my first role in the film festival world is I would host the Q&As for the filmmakers. Right. And so it's just so amazing to go like full circle and like see it at a festival that I've directed. So that's the most important element for me. And it's just so special as well. You just you just think, wow, you've done this. Like you've you've done this. And then you look at the audience, you think there's people in this audience who are listening right now who potentially could go on to make their films. It's just mm-hmm. great to see this new cycle of well, new generation of filmmakers coming through, which is just so exciting. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I love putting together the events, the, you know, bringing everyone together and um just celebrating the film world, the award shows that we do. I think that's so exciting. Like you should win an award. You should be celebrated for what you've mm-hmm. done. Like the, the talent we see is I know. phenomenal. It's crazy. And it goes back even to when we're programming and I'll sit there and I'll be watching a film and I'll be like, oh my God, why have they sent this amazing film to our little film festival? Yeah. Like this is so good. Uh, and you and then you see that like it's been at Sundance and at South by Southwest, the London Film Festival, and you're like, you've chosen us as well. Like yeah. this is such a compliment. But I mean as well, it's the team. It's the yeah. you know, it's the camaraderie compared to the jobs I've worked before in in the festival world. Everyone just has each other's backs. Everyone's mm-hmm. just aiming for 
the end goal, which is to create this really great event. And it's amazing to have brought that together because it, you know, didn't exist before. Rehab Pictures wasn't a thing. Uh, Woman Next wasn't a thing. And it's scary sometimes to think that it couldn't have been anything at one point unless we just went for it. And we did, like I said, we thought it was a fluke (laughs) and here we are. So yeah, definitely. That's my favorite thing. And I guess kind of like looking towards the future as well. Um, Obviously we've grown a lot in the last three years, but there's always room for improvement. There's always like dreams that we have with this festival. What are your goals for five years time with this? I want to move into features. Oh, that would be fun. I didn't think I'd ever want to do that, but I want to move into features because this year we got 27 inquiries about features. That's crazy. Yeah, from filmmakers that were like, are you sure you don't want to show features? I was like, I don't have the time. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I'd love to move into features within, like, the next five years because it's the next step, isn't it, for short film filmmakers? Like, they either go into high-end TV or they go into features or they go into, like, commercials and advertising. So I'd love to move into features. I'd love to become a a BIFA and a BAFTA qualifying film festival just to give their filmmakers another level of support and career development. So for anyone who doesn't understand that part, it's where, like, your festival becomes a qualifier for those awards, those award bodies, so any work that you show would be qualifying for them a BIFA award or a BAFTA award I'd also love to go on tour there's so many great places in the UK that never have these kind of events it'd be great to kind of go on tour to them and kind of showcase that and you know there's a lot of working class towns out there that have so much talent and they just need you know a sign sometimes to just you know have something happening on their doorstep to really inspire them to to continue it I know I definitely would have if, if something like that happened to me um in my hometown and yeah, definitely have like a year round, just year round jobs happening so that we can mm-hmm. actually, you know, have more than just volunteer positions. We can actually support people professionally in the industry mm-hmm. and have like a year round team to support this and year round events and be able to do. We get so many films. Like we, we got like nearly exactly. 500 this year and we can't show 500, but we get so many films that'd be great to show them outside of the festival limitations mm-hmm. and do special event evenings and things like that so that's the that's the next five years I think amazing well thank you Karis thank you for chatting to us about the world of film festivals and in particular Women X make sure to tune in to all our other episodes of this special Women X film festival podcast and don't forget that you can buy your tickets now via film freeway and we hope to see you in September thank you bye